This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. I hope you guys are all having a great day. And if you're not, I hope this episode has something in it that will make your day a little bit better. I've been trying to recognize when I'm not having a good day instead of just feeling bad, 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 bad the whole time. If I start feeling bad, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Is there something I can do about it? Why am I feeling this way? And I feel like kind of breaking it down like, okay, I'm upset because of this thing. Is there something I can do about it or not at this current moment? If not, what else can I do to make myself feel a little bit better? And if there's nothing I can do, there's nothing I can do. But if there's something I can do related to the situation or not, like even going for a walk, getting a smoothie, you know, taking a break and watching a half hour of a show or working out, whatever it is, I'm trying to put it on myself to do that thing and kind of take responsibility for how I'm feeling because it feels better to recognize that you're not feeling well, do something about it, and then be able to go about your day feeling a little bit better. So if I'm not finding you in a place where you're having a good day, I hope that something in this episode or even just tuning out, listening to this episode helps you feel a little better. And I'm excited to get into it. We have talked a lot on seeing other people about dating anxiety And I have shared throughout years different anecdotes about my dating anxiety. But never up until this day in one place do we have a count or not a count, but a retelling, I guess, of all of my anxieties with dating, where they came from, 
and most importantly, how I overcame them. So that's what we are going to do today. I think this is a really important topic that we need to discuss. Instead of just ruminating on how anxious we all feel in dating and how horrible it is, maybe there are things we can do about it. And there are some things that I did that I think really helped me end up getting to the relationship that I am in now. There are things that I did that helped me feel less pain in modern dating. There are things that I started to, you know, maybe think about doing, but didn't do. And, and I, I want to share those and hopefully empower you to do them. Um, and also just encourage you guys to not make some of the mistakes that I made and to try and put some of these learnings and practices into play in your dating lives, because I think they could help tremendously. So where to begin? There's so much to begin. I actually wrote an outline for this episode and I rarely do that with solo episodes, but I thought that this one was important. I find that when I try to retell or share some of the harder parts of my dating life with you guys, I really trip up and I struggle to do that. So I wanted to make sure that I could get through this one, really share the things that I thought were important to share. And yeah, so we are going to do that. Let's hit a few main points instead of giving you 28 years of my anxieties and my mental health history. Um, the first place I want to start is about this idea of not being good enough. So I dated a lot of people who I would go on a bunch of dates with and they would tell me that they liked me. And I was so excited and I felt so great. Like I had finally found my person and it was finally going to work out. And then they would say, but I'm not looking for something serious right now. And I know I've shared this a lot. I know you guys know that I went through this, but we don't really talk about how it impacted me. And hearing this from people, not once, not twice, but really over and over in so many dating situations, it genuinely led me to believe that I was not good enough for somebody to want to actually date me. And as it kept happening, I started to think I would never be good enough to be somebody's girlfriend. I was always good enough to go on a few dates with and have some fun with and text a bunch, but never girlfriend material, quote unquote, or somebody worth sticking around for. And it also led me to believe that every single person I would date for the rest of time would end things with me just like this. And we've talked about attachment styles. We've talked about how, you know, we get this idea in our head and become, becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I definitely experienced some of that. But bottom line, going through situations like this over and over, I became anxious about this concept that I was never going to be enough. And I feared that nobody would ever want to commit to me. So that's dating anxiety point one that I faced over and over. Maybe some of you guys have faced something similar. Maybe you haven't, but that's, that's where we're going to start. Dating anxiety point number two that Alana experienced. I was cheated on. And we are going to take a trip back down memory lane for this one. My first boyfriend ever, I was in eighth grade and he was in seventh grade and he cheated on me. If you've never heard the story, it's a wild one. We were on the phone because I, it was the holidays, like 
Christmas week, everyone was off of school. And I was visiting my cousin's family in Florida, as my family did every year. And I was on the phone with him. Let's call him Jack. I was on the phone with Jack. And we were having like our nightly, we would like stay up all night on the phone together. Not really all night because like minutes counted back then. But we were like on the phone for a while as we would every single night that week. And he told me that he was meeting up with, let's call her Nancy. Jack was meeting up with Nancy in their neighborhood because they were neighbors. Nancy was one of my, my best friends at the time. He told me he was on a walk and was meeting up with Nancy. And then he said, hold on. Jack put me, aka the phone, in his pocket. And about 30 seconds later, he takes the phone out of his pocket and goes, I just kissed Nancy. So this boy, my first boyfriend, who I thought was the love of my life at the time because duh, literally kissed a girl while I was on the phone with him. He cheated on me while I was essentially in his pocket. And then he told me. So that is where a lot of problems stemmed from. Um, That was really horrible. I definitely developed some trust issues from that one. Deeply rooted. Um, I also felt very backstabbed by Nancy, but we'll talk about that another time. Anywho, fast forward to the really toxic relationship that I've talked about a lot with the boy from the band. And, you know, I wouldn't hear from him some nights of the week. And I would see him following other girls on Instagram and liking and commenting on other girls' pictures. And I would ask them, like, who are these girls? And he would say, what, am I not allowed to have friends? And I'm like, no, I'm just wondering, like, because they seem new. Like, who are they? And he's like, you're being crazy. Like, stop watching what I'm doing. And then there would be some nights of the week, like a, a Thursday night, a Friday night, a Saturday night. Nights where people would either be on a date or out. And I wouldn't hear from him, you know. I would text him and we'd be texting and he'd stop answering. Or I would ask what he's doing and he's like, boys night. And then... I would see one of his boys like posting a picture somewhere where he said they weren't going to be. And I started to get really in my head and I started to say like, what, like, are you lying to me about like where you are and what you're doing? Like, are you with another girl? And he completely, and I didn't know the term gaslighting, but he was fully gaslighting me and would be like, you're crazy. Like, why are you accusing me of these things? And this kept happening And I really started to like question my reality because I fully believed that he was talking to other girls, maybe on dates with other girls, maybe sleeping with other girls. And anytime I tried to acknowledge it or ask about it or question it, I would instantly be shut down, instantly be called crazy. And I started to like believe that I was crazy. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year. And honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. 
and it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. But at the same time, things kept happening where I kept thinking it more and more. And it got to the point where, you know, I would be going to his apartment and we'd be having a sleepover and I would see a hair on his pillow and I'd be like analyzing the hair. Like, is this my hair? Is this a strand of my hair or is this another girl's hair? And I genuinely hope that nobody listening to this ever has to experience that pain because it is so incredibly deep and painful I don't really know the other another word to describe it besides painful, but it was horrible. And so turns out I was right. Spoiler alert. 
he was sleeping with other people the entire time. And so moving forward, this really impacted me in future dating situations because I became anxious when I wasn't hearing back from somebody, especially on a Thursday night or a Friday night or a Saturday night. If things were going well with the guy, or even if we were one date in and I sent a text, we were were having conversation, then the texting would drop off during those times. My instant gut feeling was that, well, they're with another girl. Well, they're sleeping with someone else. Well, they're on another date. And that really made me spiral and self-sabotage and hurt myself so much. Like I was just causing myself so much pain because this is what happened. This is what I knew. And it was so hard for me to think otherwise when this person who I thought cared about me so much and would never do anything to hurt me like that so easily did. And so that was a big anxiety that was unlocked for me was, are they lying about where they are? Are they with somebody else? You know, even if exclusivity wasn't defined, I still, I I still had my guard up in that way. And I still felt so betrayed or so, I don't know the word for it. I just never wanted to feel like I was questioning my reality, but I also was afraid to question them because of how much I went through when I did question somebody and was immediately shot down, even though I was right. So do with that what you will. But um, number two was I became really anxious about texting and communication between dates. Um, And if I wasn't hearing from somebody, I would just assume that they were with someone else. Anxiety three. I was never anxious about the actual date. Would I like get nervous before and call my friends and be like, oh my God, like what if I do something embarrassing? Are they going to like me? Whatever. Yeah. But I was never genuinely like terrified going into a date. My anxiety was after the date. I felt like I was good at dates. You know, some people are great at first dates. Others are great at other things. But I felt like I'm, I I have my bit. I have my first date scripts, which don't, but I did. Um, And I felt confident going into a first date. When I did not feel confident was after a first date. The second I decided I had a good time or I had feelings for somebody or that went well, I want to see them again. Instant panic instant spiral into a black hole of anxiety because that was also the second where I realized I could get hurt. And all I knew was getting hurt. So I suddenly, after any positive first date, I suddenly felt this overwhelming fear and wave of anxiety come over me of, is this person going to hurt me? Are they going to want to see me again? Will I ever hear from them? We didn't leave the date with another one planned. Is there going to be a date two? Is there going to be a date three? Did I talk too much? Should I not have said that thing that I said? I would overthink every single thing that happened on the date. And that was really difficult. And it was a constant cycle. It was after any good date. Even if it was like a third date with somebody, I was just so afraid. Like, what if they don't want to see me again? And is this it? Like, is it over now? So there's that anxiety of um, the anxiety that I don't know if it's that somebody didn't have as good of a time as me or just the anxiety that will I ever see them again? Did they think the date went the way that I thought it went? Next one. 
And this was really big. I felt really confused by the dating advice that I was getting, whether it be from friends, from influencers, from social media, from coworkers. I would often see a video saying, do X in order to achieve Y in your dating life, or it never talk about these things on a date. Or I'd have a friend say, no, you can never text somebody first, or they have to plan the date. They have to confirm by 12 o'clock or you made other plans. There was so much out there. There's so much noise and even more now about what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what it means if someone says this. Oh, if you wanted to, they would. Like all of these things. And you can't, first of all, you can't follow every single thing because a lot of it's conflicting. Second of all, it makes you second guess yourself and your gut feelings and what feels right to you. So I felt really confused and constantly conflicted between what I wanted to do versus what a friend or an influencer or a video was telling me to do. And so I lost the inability to trust myself. And I felt like anything I did do was could be ruining something. But what if I did what someone else wanted me to do and it ruined something then? Or if I did what someone else wanted me to do, but it felt uncomfortable and it felt weird and not native to who I am and what felt good for me. And so I started having this anxiety that no matter what I did, I was messing up the situation. If I did what I wanted to do, if I did what someone else wanted to do, if I did what my favorite influencer wanted me to do, whatever. I, I didn't think that anything was actually right. And so I had this constant fear and anxiety that I was always doing something wrong because that is what the internet and everybody around me was telling me. There's this way to do it. And if you do anything else, you're doing it wrong. You're going to mess up. You're going to lose them. So recapping my anxieties. I was anxious that I wasn't good enough to be somebody's girlfriend. I was anxious that somebody was going to be with somebody else or lying to me about where they were if I wasn't hearing from them. I became anxious after dates that I thought it went really well. Now I'm going to get hurt. What if they don't want to see me again? Will I? We, we don't have a next date planned. Will we ever? Will I ever hear from them again? And I felt really anxious that I was messing up everything because there was so much conflicting advice. And I felt like anything that I did was wrong in somebody else's eyes. So how did I overcome this? What, first of all, nothing. I didn't like flip a switch and just like change these things overnight. There was a lot of trial and error. A lot of this stuff went on for years. I never fully overcame all my dating anxiety, but over time there were little changes that I was able to make that I think prepared me and set me up for more success and made me feel better throughout the dating process. And so I'm not trying to say like, again, <laughs> I'm not trying to say do this thing and you'll have success in dating or you'll feel better in dating. But these are things that helped me a lot. And whether you might not have, you might have very similar anxieties to me, or you might have a completely different set of dating anxieties. Maybe your anxiety is about the first date, you know, that could be it. Maybe your anxiety is you've been in really long-term relationships that were wonderful and they just ended because you grew apart. And will you ever find somebody that lives up to that person? You know, we, we all have different anxieties, but I hope that some of the things that I'm about to share can either help you, encourage you to do similar things, make similar changes if your anxieties are the same, or inspire you to find workarounds 
and solutions for your anxieties if they're different than mine so that you can feel better. And even if you do have the same anxieties as me, there's no guarantee that what I did or what I'm suggesting will work for you because you and I are different. But I hope some of this does help. So what changed? In terms of feeling like I was never good enough to be somebody's actual girlfriend for somebody to commit to me, this one took years and years and years. And it wasn't something I actively was trying to do. But for so long, I defined my worth by I'm only worthy or I'm only good enough if somebody else says so or if somebody else wants to be with me. Like that's success. That's Alana thriving, someone else wanting to be with her. So I attached so much of my own worth to being worthy in someone else's eyes. And over time, as I went through my 20s, as I figured out who I was, as I spent more time with myself, I learned all of these parts of me that I actually really liked. Some I don't like, don't worry. But I spent so much time with myself and learned to enjoy my own company and learned that I do have so much to give. And I don't want to just like give it away to somebody who doesn't recognize my worth, who doesn't treat me the way I deserve. But I really learned that I am enough. And eventually, hopefully, somebody will see that. And if they don't, that sucks. And yes, it will still hurt, but that's their loss because I do have so much to give. And there is so much that makes me me. So I learned to like myself. I learned to respect myself. Do I believe in you have to love yourself in order to be loved by someone else? Not entirely because loving yourself is a lifelong journey. It's really, really difficult to do. But you at least have to like yourself and you at least have to respect yourself because otherwise you're going to accept so much less than you deserve. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. So in going through this journey of learning to like myself, learning who I am, spending time with myself, enjoying my alone time, I detached my worth from I'm only worthy if somebody else sees me as worthy to I'm actually pretty great. And it's kind of weird that I haven't found somebody who sees that in me, but like someday I will and that person will be worth the wait and it'll be all that much better because they'll see that I'm great and I know that I'm great and I will also be then looking for somebody who I see as great too, who's also worthy of the love that I have to give them. So long story short, I went from feeling like I was not enough to realizing that I was. And somebody who wasn't going to see that in me, that's not somebody I want to be with anyway. Phase two, the if I don't hear from somebody, I assume they're with another girl anxiety. I took it upon myself to take accountability. You know, I was sitting there night after night, just staring at my phone, waiting for them to text me back. I literally like sometimes wouldn't make plans because I was playing this game with myself of will they, won't they text me back? Let's see. Let's find out. And that was horrible. That felt horrible. That wasn't fun for anyone. I wasn't enjoying my time. I was literally sitting there staring at my phone. You know, I was posting stories to see if would they watch my story to show me that they're on their phone without, but they're not texting me back. I was checking to see if they were active on social media and not texting me back. You know, there were so many things that I was doing that really I was just like hurting myself and and breaking my own heart over and over when that didn't feel good. I was not doing anything to help my situation. And so I started holding myself accountable for making plans for putting my phone down. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen if I put my phone down? They'll text me and then I'm not going to respond to them for two hours because I haven't seen it. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. So I stopped waiting around for someone to text me. And in that, I also stopped trying to play these little mind games with myself. So that includes not posting a story so that you can see if they are going to watch it. That includes not posting a Instagram picture to not see if they're going to like it. That includes turning off the activity or active feature on Instagram so that I couldn't check if there was a little green dot next to their name or not. You know, there are things that we can do. You have to hold yourself accountable for protecting your own heart. And it's so terrible. It feels so terrible to sit there just staring at your phone, refreshing. So if you're finding yourself doing that, Hold yourself accountable. Put your phone down. Go for a walk. Literally, my favorite thing ever is to actually put my phone down and go do something else. Phone-free activities. I talk about them all the time. They are so wonderful. Okay? We all need more of them. 
But I think the best thing you can do if you're finding yourself over and over sitting there waiting for somebody to text you is put your phone down. Maybe it's even going for a dinner with a friend or going for a walk with your friend where you take each other's phones. If you don't want to leave them at home for safety purposes, you know, you want to have your phone when you're like commuting home, you take each other's phones, put them in your pocket. That way you're not tempted to keep checking and you can actually enjoy yourself and be in the moment and be present. And it feels so much better. Like it feels so much better. And if when you finally look at your phone again, they've texted you, great. If they haven't, that's okay. At least you went and did something and enjoyed your time and had a nice, pleasant, upbeat, happy hour versus spending that hour just staring at your phone, refreshing your screen. Okay. So I stopped waiting for somebody to text me. I started trying to live my life. I stopped playing these mind games with myself, with them. And that really helped tremendously. All right. Next phase, phase three. This is about that post-date anxiety. I started doing this thing maybe like six months before I met Jake. I started putting this into practice and I thought this helped so much. Instead of, you know, getting home, feeling on a high, and then an hour later staring at my phone again, like waiting for them to text me, talking my friend's ears off the next day of like, oh my God, the date was amazing, but they haven't texted me back. Or even a week later, like we're still talking, but a pl- another plan is it hasn't been set. And again, spiraling, sending paragraphs to my friend, trying to dissect like, why haven't they asked for another date? Like maybe I'm over, maybe I like misread signals, whatever. No, we can spend all day long overthinking and questioning why someone is doing something or isn't doing something. We can sit there for two weeks while somebody's on vacation questioning, are they going to make a plan with me when they're back? But that doesn't feel good. Again, We're trying to feel better in dating. We're trying to feel better and control what we can control so that we have a more pleasant experience. So what I started doing, the second I would leave the date, maybe I'm in my Uber home. Maybe they walked me home and I just went upstairs. Maybe they came over and they just left. Maybe we stayed over and it's the next morning and I just left or they just left. Whatever it is, I would take out my phone, open a note and write down the facts. This is what we talked about. Here are things we laughed about. Here are things where we really connected on. I feel really good right now. In my mind at this moment, there's no world in which I'm not going to see this person again. Or they even said at the end of the day, like, we'll make a plan. Can't wait to see you again. Or we should do this thing. We should do that thing. That way, fast forward eight hours, fast forward two days, four days. The second I would start overthinking and spiraling, and questioning, well, they haven't made a plan yet. Or, oh, they, they're taking too long to text me back. Are they over me? Am I getting ghosted? I could ground myself in the facts. I had all of that written down there in my notes on my phone. And I could just go back and read like, okay, I'm not crazy. This date was great. I felt really confident that I was going to see them again, that I was going to hear from them again. And I'm going to hold on to that because I didn't make that stuff up. That is how I felt in the moment when I was closest to the situation. So let's roll with that. And sometimes I would like Sass was one of my friends, Sarah Sassone. I would tell her some, a lot of this stuff. And so I think it's really helpful to also have a friend that you're communicating this to. doesn't have to be your whole group chat. Please don't, don't tell this to 27 friends because they're all going to have a different opinion, but one friend, they can hold you accountable too. And there were so many conversations that Sass and I had with each other when we were single about like, Maybe it was like four or five dates in. Somebody wasn't texting back about something. Well, what what proof is there 
that you have that you're never going to hear from them again. Because the last four times you've texted me and said, I haven't heard from him. Is he ghosting me? Every single time he has followed up and texted you and asked you for a plan. So there's no use in spiraling right now and convincing yourself that that's not going to happen when the facts are that every time you've feared it not happening, it's happened. And every time you've been worried that something's going wrong, this person has shown up for you. And I think that's really incredible to have that friend, that accountability partner to keep you in check and to have that note in your phone to keep you grounded when you start spiraling out of control. So I mitigated my post-date spiral by focusing on the facts and being able to reference the facts in moments of severe anxiety. Highly, highly recommend you guys try it. Please take it for a test run. Let me know how it goes. Phase four. I talked about this struggle with getting so much conflicting dating advice from people in my life, from social media, internet, everywhere. This was really hard to overcome because, again, it's everywhere. You know, it's it's in the conversations you're having at brunch. It's in your text group chats when someone else is asking for advice and everyone's giving their opinion. It's in the shows and movies you're watching, the books you're reading, and the videos you're watching on TikTok and on Instagram and wherever else. I learned that what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for me because they have a different dating history. They have different past relationship experiences. They haven't been through what I've been through and I haven't been through what they've been through. So why would it even make sense that what's worked for them has worked for me? And it wouldn't make sense the other way around that what's worked for me would work for them. So why am I taking advice from somebody who doesn't know my situation, has not been through the things that I've experienced? I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be sending a screenshot to a group chat of nine girls and asking for opinions because the way my best friend dates or the way person number eight in the group chat dates might be completely different than the way that I date. So it works for them is not necessarily going to work for me. In fact, it's probably not going to. I had to become so confident in the choices that I was making. That doesn't mean I had to know that I was making the right choice every time because we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. We get to learn from those. But I had to know that what I was doing made sense for me. Even if my favorite influencer said, do the opposite. Even if my friends said, Alana, that's so cringy. Don't say that. Don't ask that. Don't send that text. I'm me. I'm not them. The people that they were dating would end up with were not going to be the people that I was dating and would end up with because we're all different. So I had to become comfortable making my own choices in my dating life saying things that felt right for me, making moves that felt comfortable, that felt safe, or even sometimes pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But I had to do what's right for me, regardless of what anybody else had to say about it. And so this meant being really mindful about where my dating advice was coming from. You know, I stopped asking for dating advice from friends who every time I would bring it up, we would clash and it didn't feel good and it would become a disagreement or an argument. I stopped 
talking to some friends who, when I would talk to them about my dating life, I felt worse. That's just not necessary. It's so hard to begin with. We don't need that. And I had to trust myself and not keep asking the whole group chat for advice. Sometimes I had to unfollow people or I saw a video and I was like, okay, that's cool. You do that. That doesn't work for me. That's fine. And that really, really transformed my dating life. Learning to trust yourself, even if what you're doing is not going to help you, that's okay. You learn from the mistakes you make. You have to fall before you fly. That's so cheesy to bring in, but it's so true. Like you're going to mess up. You're going to say things that later you're going to think, oh, that was really cringy. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. But that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we get better. That's how we learn that, you know, if what we do, if what we say, if someone's like not about it, that's okay. You know, because the right person is going to be there and show up for us. They're not going to be scared away by a double text. They're not going to be turned off by us asking to see them again instead of waiting for them to see us again if that's what we want to do. Okay. And I know everyone's different. That's my whole point with this. I want you guys to take away. I don't care if you don't take my advice. You know, I would actually be so proud of you if you heard what I said and said, you know what? I'm glad that worked for Alana, but that does not work for me. I actually do want to follow every dating rule and play hard to get. That's great. I'm so proud of you for figuring out what feels right for you because that's what matters. You're not me. You haven't been through what I've been through. And so I hope this can inspire you to figure out what works for you and to know that you're going to make decisions that someone might disagree with or that there might be a lot of noise telling you, oh, but like that's not what you should do. But if it's what feels right to you, then yes, it is. And I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, I made a lot of decisions in my dating life where I kept breaking my own heart. I put myself into situations that I should not have been in. I stayed in situationships way too long because I thought I could convince them to actually want to date me and they never were going to. And yes, there are some universal things that regardless of what type of dater you are, maybe we can all benefit from learning and, and hearing and doing. But I had to do those things to learn and to become stronger from it and to ultimately end up where I am now in a wonderful, amazing, happy, and healthy relationship that I, I couldn't imagine not being in. And it was a really tough journey to get there. And I got hurt so much, but I also grew so much because of it. And so I, I just, I really hope that sharing the biggest anxieties I faced and, and ways I learned to overcome them can just help inspire you to take more control of your dating life. Dating just doesn't have to be a thing that happens to you. You can actually control some things, not everything, trust me, definitely not everything, but you can do things that help you get through it better on a day-to-day -day basis. You can learn faster if you're conscious of choices you're making, how they're impacting you. You know, we have to take responsibility and accountability for things that happen because I've said it once and I'll say it again, like there's only so much we can control, but we owe it to ourselves to control the things that we can instead of letting everyone else control us, tell us what to do, tell us how to feel, tell us what to say. It's not it. Other things. Um, I wrote a list of, it's called MISC Other Things, Miscellaneous Other Things. Um, 
I own my actions. So like I said, there are some things that super cringy in hindsight, but I admit that I did them. I know that in the moment it's what felt right. And I'm okay with that. I'm not mad at myself for things that I did that I now would disagree with. You know, I, that was a different me back then. I know more now and I understand why I made choices that I made back then. If somebody wasn't going to like me because I texted or double texted them, they are not the person for me. They're for somebody else. I'm not for them. That's okay. If I was going to turn somebody off because I made the move to ask them out or I talked about an ex on a date or I shared what I was looking for, again, they're not my person because I would imagine that my person was also ready to express what they were looking for or would be excited to know that we wanted the same thing and wouldn't feel like it was their job to plan every single date, to make every single move. They would respect that I felt empowered to do so, that I wanted to be an equal in this situation, in this relationship. And I built up my life around me, my people, my places, my routine, my career. There's so much more to life, to your 20s, to your 30s. I don't care how old you are, your 40s, your teens, whatever age you're at. There's so much more than just finding your person. And I am such a firm believer that the bigger of a life that you can build, the more, first of all, attractive you'll be to somebody because you have so much to offer and so many things that make you you, but the happier you'll be and the less pressure you'll put on needing a dating situation to work out. And if you absolutely need a situation to work out, I can almost guarantee that's when it's not going to work out because you're putting so much pressure on it. Nobody's going to live up to those expectations. You're not going to live up to that pressure, that expectation that you're putting on yourself. And it's not going to work. You have to know that you have this whole life filled with people and things and passions that even if it doesn't work out with somebody, you're going to be okay because you have all of those things to fall back on. So I hope this helped. I would love to hear from you guys, A, if this was helpful, B, if there's anything you think I'm missing from past episodes that I've talked about dating anxiety, and C, what has worked for you? What are the biggest things you're struggling with? Is there a way I can help you in them? And if you have had specific dating anxieties that you've found a way to overcome, whether they're similar to mine or completely different to mine, please let me know because I guarantee there's somebody else out there who would benefit from hearing those and who would be able to learn a lot and hopefully put some of those into play. So thank you guys for listening. I hope this was helpful. And I'm proud of myself. I feel like writing this outline was very helpful. I'm also proud of Barkley because I got through this episode. Holy shit. Hold on, guys. I did not take one break in this episode. I did not pause once. I did not have to blow my nose. I did not have to take a sip of water or sniffle or make Barkley be quiet. That has actually never happened before. And I'm kind of freaking out about it. So I will end this now before any of those things I just mentioned have to happen. But I hope this was helpful. I love you guys all so much. And also to anyone who's been here since the beginning, since the Dating Sucks era or the beginning of seeing other people, you've seen me face all of these things or most of them. And you've seen me learn in the moment and make better choices and grow. And I think that is just so cool and so special. So I just want to acknowledge anyone who's been here from the start, like how cool that is that 
we've grown up together and hopefully you've learned from some of my mistakes and you've shared some of your learnings with me and I'm sure I've learned from so many of them. So thank you guys all. That's just a really cool note to end on that some of you guys have watched all of this happen and it's crazy because it, it's all recorded. It's all out there. Um, okay. I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. Mwah. Bye. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.